Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. I'd argue we don't talk enough about the amazing amount of philanthropy that goes on around here. This is indeed an area where people seem to give and give again. And Lakewood Ranch is as shining in this area as well as you'll hear from today's guest. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and I'm very pleased to welcome Adrian Bookhammer to today's show. As executive director of the Lakewood Ranch Community Fund, Adrian ensures that the fund enhances the quality of life in and near our community by promoting philanthropy, responding to community needs, and granting funds. In this episode, you'll learn one thing most people don't know about Adrian, how the Lakewood Ranch Community Fund is different from other community funds, who can apply for a grant, how you can volunteer, and much, much more. Thank you for stopping by today, as it is my hope you will listen, learn, and connect. Adrian Bookhammer, Executive Director at the Lakewood Ranch Community Fund. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me, Bob. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. I, I, I You know, refresh my memory. How did you and I first connect so, to, to get you on this show? Uh, it was actually just a few weeks ago at the networking event for, through the That's Business right. Alliance at Willis yes. Smith. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. Okay. I wasn't quite sure because I met a bunch of people and I go to a lot of these things to get guests on this show, but now I do remember. Okay. Because we sometimes, we reach out to people through social and uh, I just wanted to double check before I, uh, you know, before I went from there. So, well, good. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. So you're the executive director at the Lakewood Ranch Community Fund. We're going to get into all that, what you do, how you do it, how people can connect and all that sort of jazz. But I always start off with my favorite question, which is, what's one thing most people don't know about Adrian Bookhammer? Well, what I can actually say on air, <laughs> what I can, <laughs> um, is always fun. But um, probably most people don't know that I'm in the midst of writing a book. Um, my first book, I've always wanted to write a book and it's on, uh, leadership, nonprofit leadership. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And yeah, so. yeah that's interesting because, you know, back taken in from Apple- my years of experience, taken from my years of experience in nonprofit work, um, as a leader, there's a lot of things that I learned along the way. And my hope is, is that I can help somebody else in that, in that same situation. 
You know, and it's fascinating you say that. I have a, I have a friend, um, maybe you know him as Michael Corley. Back on episode 84, we had him on the show. Yeah. And uh, I guess he does nonprofit strategic planning. So he leads groups and that sort of jazz. He's very good at it. But he should write a book, too. So I think that's really cool. Yes. Actually, um, Michael Corley is um, a consultant for us, too. So he actually is coming in to do a board retreat for us in about a month. Oh, that's that's great. That's great. Well, so do you enjoy the writing process or is it I, for, for me to write is angst? I mean, it's it's painful because uh, I have a tendency to edit at the same time I, I try to get my thoughts down on paper. Right. So um, what I have learned over the time listening to other people that write books um, is that you're just supposed to just write whatever comes into your mind and then the editing process can happen later so that you don't go constantly back and try to edit because you can't get it done then because you always want to edit it. So I find that if I just sit down and give myself 45 minutes, I can write a bunch of stuff out and and I'll go through it later um, once I'm actually in that stage. Yeah, that's a great tip. That's great. That'd be even be helpful for my emails. <laughs> yeah. Well, good, good. Well, when when can we expect that book to come out? Oh, well, that would be great. I would. My hope was that I was going to have it done last June, but then life got in the way, and so I've kind of put it to the side. But I've started back on it again. So I would hope by the end of the year, um, I can be in the editing mode of it. Good, good, good. Well, we'll look forward to seeing that coming out. So. You know, share about your background, you know, kind of on your formative years, you know, where you grew up and then how you ended up in this area and then ended up uh, taking over as executive director at the uh, Lakewood Ranch Community Fund. Sure. So um, I grew up in Indiana, in Carmel, Indiana, and uh, that's where I graduated from high school. And then I went off to Purdue University, which go Purdue, we're doing awesome in basketball. Um, graduated yes, with my bachelor's degree. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, in child development and family studies in 1991, like a long time ago, and didn't know really what I wanted to do with that degree. And so I moved to Chicago and worked at a homeless youth shelter for a couple years and then moved back to Indianapolis for a year and worked in child in the child welfare uh, department um, in Indianapolis. And my I was living with my younger sister and she came home and she's like, I'm going to go to law school. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you're leaving me. And so I made a decision. I was going to go get my master's degree in social work and I wanted to go someplace I'd never been. And so I moved, I looked, researched some places and went to Denver, Colorado, moved there in 94 and started my master's program and um, graduated in 96 uh, with my master's degree, got married, started having a family. And uh, for the last 27 years, up until two and a half years ago, um, I lived in Denver and I worked in child welfare. That's pretty much where my career has been for 27 years. I worked um, mostly in the public child welfare system. And then I moved to the private sector in nonprofit work in foster care and adoption. And I ran um, an agency there uh, with a very uh, great foster to adopt um, program and uh, a private infant adoption program. And then in 2020, I decided um, with my husband that we were going to move. The kids were grown. 
we were going to move to someplace yep. else. I've always wanted to live in Florida. So we yep. moved to Florida and I got a job at a, an adoption agency as an executive director up in Tampa. And oh, I did wonderful. that for two years. And then this job came ironically, um, a year ago at the Super Bowl, I had some neighbors over and I was looking to move out of the adoption realm. And so she said, have you ever looked on AFP, Association for Fundraising Professionals, and for looking for jobs? And this job was posted. And I was like, well, this sounds really interesting, not to mention the fact it's in my backyard, literally. Um, And so we... I applied for the job, and in May of 2022, I took the position. Oh, well, good, 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 good. Yeah. So you guys just researched. You ended up coming down here. I mean, my wife and I did the same thing back in 2015. I mean, we've been snowbirds for many years down here, so we, we love it. We do. I mean, I, I, I yeah, can't I can't complain. About, can't complain about much anything except now the new traffic, but. Well, so um, let's yep. get into let's do, let's get into the excuse me let's get into the Lakewood Ranch Community Fund. The fund was founded in 2000 based on an idea that to create a true community, rather than just a place to live, there needed to be a soul. And now I got that off your website. And I really I think that's a fascinating statement about the fund itself. But what does that mean when you say there needed to be a soul? Well, I, I think. You have to start back in 2000 when Lakewood Ranch was just, you know, really an idea and a concept. Um, And John Clark at the time was over um, overseeing Schroeder Manatee uh, Ranch, who are the developers of Lakewood Ranch. And his idea and his vision was really that the sole piece of if we're going to have a planned community and we're going to have a community feel that there really needs to be other things than just activities. Um, so the business alliance was created because of those reasons to help the business community, community activities to get everybody involved in, you know, the, the lifestyle. And then I know, the I know Brittany Lamont very well out there. She's a great gal. Yes. So that's, yeah. Yes, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. And she's doing a great job. So anyway, so then the community fund was his vision to, to bring the philanthropy piece in to the community and to, um, really support this community and in, in the needs that were going to arise. So it was very for thinking, for thinking on his part to know that as you build a community, that there are going to be needs that are going to need to be met. So um, he started the, he's, he put in his $500 into um, the, a, a donor advised fund underneath the Manatee Community Foundation and literally, that's where it's been kept for the last 20 years. Um, and it switched at some point to a community interest fund. But basically, the goal was to grant money out to nonprofits that are making an impact in Lakewood Ranch and surrounding eastern counties of Bradenton or of Manatee and Sarasota. Well, so how does I guess what I'm confused about, how does the interest fund differ from maybe some of the other other types of funds out there? Well, its sole purpose is granting money. Um, so as a community, so a donor advised fund is, is similar, but you're going to have, um, you really as the donor advised person, you get to dictate where those funds are going. Whereas a community interest, it's really just anybody that's, uh, that's a nonprofit that's making an, uh, an impact. 
So it's a little bit different. It can go to many different avenues versus just kind of one particular uh, location. Interesting. Interesting. I want to get in a little bit later about how somebody who might be interested to apply, they can do that. But tell us what your role is then as executive director. So my role, so we, the community fund uh, last, see, not last year, but the year before, uh, became its own 501c3. So we kind of separated a little bit from Manatee Community Foundation. So we still have an endowment fund underneath them that was the fund before. And right. now we're our own 501c3. So we are a living, breathing, breathing nonprofit here in Lakewood Ranch. And again, we're still a granting organization, but now uh, we really felt it was important to uh, really focus on some of those needs in Lakewood Ranch versus um, the counties in general. So the board of directors um, decided that they couldn't do this alone anymore. They were a very strong working board. They needed an executive director. So right. that's when they um, put the posting out. And um, when I took the position, uh, my goals are really to bring awareness into the community and to really foster giving um, coming out of Lakewood Ranch so that we it, can give more to nonprofits. Interesting. Because because up to that point, are you saying that basically the board was all volunteers? Yeah, oh, and they still are, obviously. Boards are volunteers. But, yes, they were doing everything. So they were doing yeah. all the fundraising. They were... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very difficult direction to go not not to have really someone who is you know, not to have staff and that's their sole focus. I yes. mean, when you when you just have a volunteer group, you know, you get because you have to still make a living, you still have families and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that I think that's a great direction that you went. You know, I we were talking kind of before we hit record here and and I said, you know, the when what I read the one statement on your website says there needed to be a soul and what kind of struck me about that statement on the website is, you know, in a planned community, you know, everything, a lot, I shouldn't say everything, but most everything is brand spanking new. It's been laid out beautifully. You know, you have the wide boulevards, you mm -hmm. know, you have, you know, all the, 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 the clean looking stores, but putting a soul into a community, I think, you know, you guys are really hitting upon something where, you know, you, you you're giving beyond just yourself and just the business aspect of it to really help those that really qualify for a particular need in their life or in their business or in the community. And, and it's, you know, it's often been said, you know, a church is not the building, it's the people inside. And uh, I think mm -hmm. this is what you guys are, are hitting upon. Yes. I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting. I came from a community that it, I didn't really, there wasn't really a lot of philanthropic interest. I mean, it was hard to go out and get people to give to whatever cause that you right. know, you're you're trying to give, you know, to do. And here in Lakewood Ranch, I have to say, there it's a very giving community. Um, most people really want to be involved in this community. And a lot of it is philanthropic. And how can they get involved and in helping their fellow neighbor? I mean, it is a beautiful place to live. And to keep it like that, I mean, we have to you have to acknowledge all of it that's going on. And so there's a lot of people here that want to live here, but it's really hard to live here sometimes. Um, it's it's a high cost of living everywhere right now. And, you know, they but we should be able to help them with that. We should be able to be their support system so that they can live and experience the same things as we all do here. 
Right. And it, it's interesting because I, you know, I live in the Sarasota area and I think I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's so much philanthropy that goes on here and it is a very giving community. And I don't, it'd be interesting to really come to, I don't know, do a big survey or something, find out why. I don't know if it's because so many people are coming from someplace else. They're looking to connect. They're looking to be a part of a community rather mm-hmm. than maybe living in the same area for 40 years. It's just becomes habit stance and you don't really think in that regard maybe you know your local church or temple or whatever but uh this is a very very giving community but but what what uh what do you think at this point maybe a lot of folks get wrong about the lakewood ranch community fund i think there's still a misconception that we are still part of that we're not a 501c3, that we're still part of the Manatee Community Foundation. And again, like I said, we still have a fund there, but we right. are acting separately. So I think that people will like say to me all the time, I didn't even, I've never even heard of the Lakewood Ranch Community Fund. Right. Um, what do you do? And so it's it's about really getting out and bringing awareness um, to everybody here that we are here. And I think we've been doing a really good job over the last almost year now of holding events that are very, have been very successful, uh, really getting out into the community and really to the residents that live here and saying, hey, we're here. And yes, we're giving to all these nonprofits. Um, you know, so if you want to give, we might be a great place for you to um, invest in so that we can uh, make a more of an impact. So I, I think that's happening but it's you know it's just like anything else it takes time a lot of work to do that yeah yeah Yeah, it it takes takes time time. well we'll talk about some of the grants that you all have given to date because if you go to your website i mean there are literally dozens of organizations that you have uh funded so talk about some of those well there's again We've given to a lot of nonprofits that may not be housed necessarily here in Lakewood Ranch, but if they're making an impact and they can show us that, then we have done that. But I can think of a few that are actually right here in Lakewood Ranch that we have um, given money to. Uh, the Twig, um, the uh, the Twig Cares is actually a great organization that gives to, uh, they have an actual store where foster kids, which is near and dear to my heart, can come That's in wonderful. and shop. Sure. And it yeah, and get new clothes um, that they can have, and it, it's there's no stigma to it. Um, we have um, some of the ones that are kind of more Eastern, um, like the Farmhouse Sanctuary is a great one. We just gave to, um, especially around the hurricane relief efforts that we did, uh, we gave them a grant because they had a lot of damage from the hurricane. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, um, Beyond the Spectrum, great organization that works with um, autistic kids and their families and really offers a wide range of services um, for children um, with autism. But now we're actually expanding into the adult community, too. So those are just a few. I mean, there's there's so many. Well, I'm, I'm sure the hurricane uh, and we're probably getting tired of talking. about. I'm sure the hurricane caused a lot more folks to reach out to you for, for support. I mean, was it a hundred percent more? Was it 50% more? Was it, I don't know. Was it, was it a huge number? I think because still a lot of them are, are just trying to get to understand how 
their grant is coming to us now and not necessarily Manatee Community Foundation. We might not have had as many as like maybe Manatee or Sarasota right. had um, that reached out to him to them. But in partnership, and I really want to stress this because this is what I think is so cool about this community, in partnership with community activities and the Lakewood Ranch Community Activities and Schroeder Manatee Ranch, um, we combined forces and we held um, a couple different events. One was Music on Main, uh, which is the first Friday um, of each month, and then also uh, Boo Fest, which Community Activities puts on. And we we did that as donations. So all the donation, all the proceeds from those two events came to this fund. And then what we did is then I sent out a mass email to everybody and made contact with nonprofits. And I said, if you qualify as as a nonprofit that's had, um, you know, some damage or you have been impacted by the hurricane, please we're doing a special grant cycle right now. And right. we had four, uh, I had more than that, but we had four really good ones that we were able to grant another $10,000 in combination uh, to them to make an impact. So I, I really want, but again, that's this community. I mean, right. it's not just us trying to raise money. I mean, we partnered in that aspect to be able to offer more. For them. That's great. That's great. Well, I, where does most of your funding come through? Is it is it individuals? Is it corporations? Is it combination of both? It's a, it's a combination of both. But what I would say right now, because we're trying to build and scale, is probably our fundraising. Um, so we hold fundraising events um, that then the donations that come, or the money that's raised from fundraising will go into uh, grant making. Um, so I hope our hope is that as we grow, more of that will come through businesses, right. um, through individuals, that kind of stuff. So, right. I, I, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's just continue to get out in the community, letting the people know that you're there. And then of course, sharing, you know, the good that you have done in the community. So, so what are, what are some of the, your favorite stories about organizations or individuals that you've helped? Well, we did a video for our uh, wine soiree last year, and I will tell you the two organizations that we focused on, I thought were really, really good stories. Um, Prospect Writing Center um, uh, out off, I can't even tell you the exact location, but they're out east. And they um, had, we had a grandfather and his granddaughter on, and she uh, was had heart surgery. She had multiple heart surgeries and they were uh, teaching her how to oh ride my. a horse and basically how to relearn everything. So build her muscles up in her like abdomen area. So she did that, how to, to learn how to verbalize, to make the horse go. And it, the therapeutic piece was really touching because they didn't know she was even going to live um this long oh and she's thriving and so that organization's really been a huge help for them and then the other one was but beyond the spectrum and we had a um a grandma on there too actually that was talking about her grandson and and how he they couldn't even take him into public because he was he was nonverbal and you know the overstimulated and this is not this is an autistic child, an, then, correct? 
Yes, an autistic yeah. child, and he is doing so much better. So he's Good. able to verbalize. They can take him into public. They can they can interact. He can interact with other be, other people without getting too um, round up. And so those are the kind of thing. Those are the kind of stories that, with our help, with our grants, that they can really expand their programming. And I think that's really important. Is that. You know, I think the money that we're giving to them, they're able to do more with programming and helping more people. So it's interesting you mentioned the the, the autistic child because I just interviewed uh, a fellow from Rise and Ice Ice Cream Shop there down on uh, State Street, and um, his name is Beaver Schreider. Excuse, excuse me, yeah, oh. Beaver Beaver Schreiber. He's a fascinating guy, but what he does at the ice cream and coffee store is he employs special needs kids, special needs people uh, that have developmental uh, disabilities or different abilities, as as I think they, they have on their website. And I, I think it's just wonderful to be able to support that, not only through your fund, but also to cre- create those opportunities, because in the past, you know, so much those folks were just kind of marginalized and pushed off to the side. So I think it's one, I mean, you you need to keep telling those stories over and over again. And I have a lot of stories. I mean, I have been really trying to get out to know the nonprofits since I've taken this role, just so that I can tell their stories because that's what makes our stories, right? We're absolutely, yes, we're a granting organization, uh, but our grants are making an impact for these nonprofits. And so telling their story is, is, is really where it, what we try to do. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure it's, yeah, given your entire background, you know, working with children and trying to place children in adoption and whatnot. I mean, this is just an extension, I think of who you are. So I think that this is, this is great about what you're doing. Well, well then let, let's talk about, um, you know, if somebody is listening to this podcast or when somebody listens to this podcast, they say, you know, I have a need and I would like to reach out to the Lakewood Ranch Community Fund First off, who should reach out, and then how should they reach out? To be eligible to apply, you must be a 501c3 in good standing, nonprofit. You must be making an impact in Lakewood Ranch or the surrounding counties of Manatee or Sarasota. And by making an impact, I mean that you you have clients that you're serving um, and that you can show us that that's happening in Lakewood Ranch and that you are a giving partner, which means that basically you're part of that and you have a giving partner profile. And then once, if you have all of that, then you can get on our website and under grants, under the tab grants, there will be an application that you can fill out and submit. Our granting cycle is only once a year right now. Uh, That may change in the future, but right now it's once a year. It usually opens around August and closes uh, October, September, October, and then we grant the money out before the end of the year. Oh, okay. All right. So it's basically the last quarter of the year that people can apply then. That's good to know. Yes. What are... And another way to get... Go ahead, please. I was going to say, just another way to get... Another way to get some information about when that grant cycle is going to open is if you sign up for our newsletter or emails, we can also, you would be getting that information ahead of time. That's great. That's great to know. Well, so what are you excited about right now? I'm excited just about this job in general. I love this organization. I love the community that 
uh, I live in um, and I work in and I play in. And I think that's just so important um, in a job in general. I don't look at this as a job. I look at this as just my ability to be able to give back to the community too. It's just a little bit different than I've used to do. Um, it's kind of fun now. I get to grant money instead of having to always beg people for money <laughs> by other organizations. But I'm just really excited about where the opportunities that this um, organization has to grow and really be an integral part of this community. That's great. That's great. Well, how, how, how can people give? And then you also like volunteers too, correct? Yes, we do. Um, and I think that's really important to say, because right now our volunteer opportunities are obviously we are always looking for good board members um, with certain skills and talents that, you know, they can bring to a board. But also we do have opportunities when we're putting on events in the community for people to get involved um, that way. So to actually sit on a committee, uh, to put on an event um, and to support us that way. Well, that's great. Well, so you can be reached, just for our listeners, you can be reached at 941-208-6799, or people can email you at info at lwrcf.org. That's Lakewood Ranch Community Fund. And your physical address is at 8130 Lakewood Main Street, Suite 103, Lakewood Ranch, Florida. Yes. Adrian, thank you for being on the Sarasota Stories podcast. I appreciate you taking the time, and I'll be interested to hear what you guys are accomplishing going into the future. Thank you very much. I I really enjoy my time here. That's great. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.